Welcome to another episode of E-Meet With Me, a weekly podcast where we get to interact with creatives who reveal through their stories how to navigate through life. On today's episode, we have Yubinga Shimbura, a songwriter and performing artist who talks on vulnerability, fame, his rise to stardom and music. Stay with us and enjoy. Welcome to another episode of E-Meet With Me. Hi, Binga. How are you doing? Hey, Gracie. I'm doing great. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks for having me here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for honoring this invitation. I'm sure we're going to have an amazing time together. Yeah, sure. So, Binga, hmm, Binga has a lot of things to a lot of people. For me, Binga is so many things, right? I can, I have a long list of things <laughs> you are to me and to number of people I know but what would you describe yourself as like how best would you describe yourself um okay so I'll just like to try and describe myself in like two with like two attributes um simplicity and a heart for people um I just love the simple life generally I don't like stress stress is stressful um and then um, I just have a heart for people. I'm always just doing my best to reach out and and um, be of help and be a blessing to people. So that's for me basically who I am in life. Two mm, that, attributes. Yeah, that's that's super cool. And how is that going? I think most of the people who say they don't like stress, they don't like complications. They are the people who have the most. And I think. Um, for you, you're somebody who has always been exposed to the limelight, like from day one. Everybody seems to know Binga. Binga is everywhere. So how do you deal, how do you try to manage all these things, right, so that the limelight, the publicity doesn't get to you? We can still maintain a simple life while still attending to other people. How do you manage that? Okay, so I think it's, um, I believe it's the responsibility of the person in the proposed limelight to make things easier um i don't i don't perceive myself as um popular and that's just it i don't perceive myself <laughs> as popular so what do you... i think nobody does <laughs> no but some people i i think <laughs> a lot of people do is like they're conscious of the fact that people know them they're conscious of the fact that people like them and so they kind of like try to keep up with um the standard that people perceive of them. For me, as a person, I I love the fact that I can relate easily with people. So once I get to meet people and they're like, oh, Binga, you, oh, Binga, I quickly try to strike up a conversation that helps us easily relate. Right? So that's, that's just it for me. Anything that would make me higher than them at that point in time, I try my best to to avoid it get um, I feel that a lot of depths in conversations are lost because of some of those strategies that we just put so I really just want to be approachable so I make myself approachable if you give me all those funny titles I look for a title to give you so that at least on the same <laughs> Um, that's interesting you don't want anybody to put on the pedestal you just want to be you and do you yeah regardless of how they see you yes i like it right so but okay but i just think that somehow somehow you 
family would not always get that. There are just some people who are hell bent on making you <laughs> like <laughs> making you give you that celebrity status. They just want you to be a celebrity. What do you do? You just let them be or do you consciously try to communicate with everybody and say, please, I'm just Venga? Or you just let them be? I think sometimes when you show people what is amazing about them. Because I think um, a lot of times people, what people do is, and, and, and most of the times I believe it's unconscious, they make themselves less as a sign of showing how great you are. You get to hate mm. themselves so much and be like, who am I? Who am I? Once you hear somebody say, who am I? It's, I think it's just a way of trying to be humble by force. Um, and so, I, 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 I try to remove the topic from me and then I get to talk about them, what I've seen them do, mm. um, their appearance, or maybe I heard them sing, I'm like, wow, you've got a lovely voice or something like that. And I try my best to introduce them to somebody else. So maybe I meet somebody for the first time and they're like, ah, Binga, you're all of this, you're all of that. If I meet a stranger, I mean, somebody else just comes over, I'm like, ah, have you met this, my new friend, this person? So even just telling the person, that they're my friend kind of like helps them calm down yeah. all of those things so um it's a strategy i have to consciously do because some people are, are hell-bent on just... <laughs> yeah yeah wow that's that's actually very very wise and i think it's cool it helps people um improve how they see themselves right yeah. it improves their level of esteem and that's really super cool. Well done. Thank you. Um, so you talked about writing. And I think um, everybody who knows Binga knows Binga is a badass writer. Mm. A badass songwriter. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a bit about songwriting. Like, how long have you been doing this? Somehow, if I tell you how long I'm doing this, I'll just give up my age. But um... <laughs> <laughs> let me just... All right, yeah. so try to just give us a reading. Ah, no, don't worry. I, I I don't think it's so much of a problem. Um, at least you don't know when I was born. Um, I, okay. I put my first song in the year 2000. Um, I don't know where you were. <laughs> that's like 20 years ago. Exactly. That's super, super long. So that's when I wrote my wow. first song. And um, I think it, it was... It stemmed from um, a desire to express myself. So I had, um, I was very terrible with the crowd. I didn't know how to like compose myself to construct a simple sentence or, you know. So writing a song was a way of just releasing those thoughts, releasing those emotions, right? So um, yeah, basically um, that's how I started with songwriting. So for me, songwriting is, is really a tool of expression, right? It's it's just basically having a conversation with someone, but then you're using melodic tones to it, right? You're adding music to it. So that's what generally songwriting is for me, expressing emotions, um, relating experiences to people. Yes. You make it sound so easy. I, I feel like I can just get the pen and paper right now and start writing songs. Yes, but that's what I, pros do. No, but <laughs> even I you know I think um, making something sound big. I, okay, like I, I think I've noticed over time that um, in order to seem important, you make what you do look different. Mm. 
so it's like um i used to have this problem with um people that would just kind of like you know make it compound upon compound things just make it use big terms and stuff like that so if i asked you to uh to tell me how your day went you could tell me how your day went right stressless yeah exactly and so i'm asking you to tell me how your day went by singing it's still the same words the only challenge is i have to add musical tones to it and basically you've written a song because you've related a thought you've related an emotion or an experience and it's that simple mm mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't believe me <laughs> <laughs> well i i'm actually of the opinion that everything sounds you can simplify something in words until you start actually doing it and you be like <laughs> i thought they just said it's like this so I, or did I try it? When I tried, I know that it's really that simple. Well, anyway, so you have a point there. Yeah, yeah. I'll just leave it to people like you. We'll pay you to write ourselves. Please do. <laughs> well, um, so I actually think you write better love songs. I think I've told you that a couple of times. I think um, you write better love songs than um, spiritual songs. So. I know you write these spiritual songs, but I think you like you write better love songs. So, has anybody ever tried to categorize you in that kind of genre and say, "Oh, you're a spiritual artist, or you are a gospel artist, or you are love"? Um, I don't know what with an R&B singer or something, right? Do, do, what exactly do you think about these categories? It, it, do they go along with determining your your value or are they just categories right tell us shed more light on what categories are like okay. putting songs into categories okay mm. um i okay so i'll i'll do this i'll say this and i've told you before um, i don't it's it's of recent that i really started considering myself as a performing artist or even a musician or even a minister I've always felt like I had to do things on the background background level and always hide. Um I don't want to create a divide between these things because um I believe for instance love right writing a romantic song um I don't think it goes against any of the values that I hold which are the values of the kingdom of God right I believe that love is a very precious thing um my challenge will always come when um whatever you do goes against these values yes that's when i think there's like a, a big issue so um jesus asked husbands to love their wives do you understand he said love your wife mm-hmm. you get um paul even admonished them about um even the their sexual relationship they should not deny each other do you understand um and so i see that these things are not wrong in themselves but then how they are presented and based on what values most of the times when i write love songs i don't attach names to the song and um so i leave it generic and open and then most of the values that i present are pure wholesome values right how love should be based on what i've encountered through god right so how love should be between a man and a woman so um 
I believe that um, creating such a divide makes it look like some of these topics are not relevant. But then um, people have issues in this side and because the church hasn't presented options, they go outside. And so you could see that spiritually when it comes to things of um, maybe spiritual growth, Christians are extremely grounded. But then on some other topics, it's like they they have absolutely no reference to how things should be and so they pick out from other people. Um, so uh, in answering your question, and I hope I did, but in answering your question, um, I don't really, if it goes against the kingdom, then it's not something I agree with, right? R&B is what we call a genre. It's just a style. It's like Makosa, it's like high life. You get, you can't say high life is bad or Makosa is bad, right? But then what it, um, what are the contents of your music? What is the message that you're trying to um, portray or reveal at that time is the most important thing for me, right? So um, I, I love writing about love. Um, because it's something that um, yeah it's something that I enjoy I think and I find it <laughs> I find it quite easy to just like really really express those things especially when you've lived a life that is devoid of it for a while right yes um, you you tend to appreciate it when it happens right so um, if I see people in love it makes me you know super super excited Right, and I could just write for them. So most of the love songs that I've written is actually for people, you know, maybe for their guy or for their babe or something like that. <laughs> mm, yeah. Interesting. So in general, give a rough estimate. How many songs have you written? Um, let's just say above 500. Wow, that's a lot. Like, do you remember every of the songs you've written? Oh, uh, no. Um... I, I don't but usually what happens like if I get like a line of the song the other part of the song mm. just start coming but to writing for 20 years I'm back in like 2000 who had phone to record mm. all of them. Yeah, so, um, compiling them are, they're, they're really really hard and I think there was a situation where I did have them compiled but then I was moving um I was moving from Zaria to Bauchi and along the way I lost all the archives of all the songs that I'd written. I'd compiled them in a book. I lost everything. I lost the MP3 that I recorded it on. And so those ones have basically gone with the wind. Um, gradually I'm trying to <laughs> remember some. Mm, okay. Okay. So I'm gonna ask two questions now okay. and one leads to the other. The first one is how do you stay inspired? How do you how do you find inspiration to write? How do you stay inspired and keep writing? That's the first one. And the second one is who inspires you write? Are there people if part of the way you get inspiration is through people, right? Yeah. Who are these people who have inspired you over the years? Um, okay, let me get clarity. Like um, who inspire me to do what uh, do like mentors or yes okay, like mentors things you do right people who you look up to okay so first question is how do i stay inspired or how do i get inspired um well 
I'm I'm extremely observant, extremely observant. So I I believe like everything is speaking at every point in time. Um, there was this time um, somebody just made a statement. The person just the person just said stay, and the word just hit me in a way, and I was like, wow, stay, being still being in one position it's like you have the ability to move but then you choose not to and so i just you know mm. thought about it over time and i wrote a song about um being in the arms of the one you love god right and staying there um uh, people's conversations inspire me um occurrences around they inspire me um sometimes i look for the inspiration myself maybe going through scripture and looking for a scripture that hits um with my own spirit um or even just you know going out and watching what is happening you get around one mother shouting at her child or some people are fighting and i'm thinking about yes anything just inspires me and i think i've left my mind open to be inspired by anything anything could give me inspiration um another example is a song i wrote red white blue and i wrote it during valentine we were at church and the, the backdrop of church was red white blue and while i was looking at the whole red white blue stuff i was thinking wow um what does red signify okay red means something hot vibrant white something peaceful still and blue something cold and then I just started thinking, red, white, blue, Jesus, I don't care. I'm in love with you. Meaning, like, if the days are good, if the days are yeah, not regardless bad. of yeah. So that's how it was. So it was a backdrop that actually inspired the song. Not necessarily even my love for God it was the backdrop that actually inspired. The song. So <laughs> um, that's how I am. Um, and so my musical influences, people that have really inspired me, I keep on inspiring me. Um, I grew up listening to Michael Jackson. Um, I, I, Does that mean he can dance? No, no, no. I, I dance extremely <laughs> well. I dance extremely well in my head. Um, wow. In my head, like in my mind, I'm a super dancer. But um, in the in the in the realm of the physical, uh, no. Let's just leave it to. Um, <laughs> They will leave it to the dancers. I beg, let's not even talk about <laughs> Right, but then, um, I think the reason why I can't dance is more of consciousness of the fact that people are looking at me. So my body... Be- mm. oh, please, let's not talk about dancing. So Michael Jackson is like one of my major inspirations. And I grew up listening to him. Um, then we were, we were in Holland. I, I, had, I didn't know that there was anything called gospel music. All that I knew was that we had a, a Baptist hymn now. So I felt that that was all there was to gospel music. Um, so Michael Jackson influenced me so much. I just loved the way he, he sang. And, but I didn't even understand half of the things he was saying because he was always singing. It was hard. But I loved the way he was very emotional about it. Then... I now listen to Kirk Franklin. I think Kirk Franklin was the one that really changed my mind. He wasn't just, you know, um, he was really looking to communicate a thought and create an atmosphere that made you feel like you were in the moment, right? So he was not just saying 
and writing songs like when i heard this lean on me um every single person he spoke about i could feel the person's pain at that time yeah and i would literally cry every time i listened to the song and i was like how did, does this guy do it so what i did was that i got every single Kirk franklin album ever mm. we're having walkman it wasn't mp3 it was walkman tape cassette i got every single album and i listened to it for months until i knew every single line of every single lyric and mm. um i now started writing and started trying to create all of that so two major influences michael jackson helped me stay western but then Kirk franklin was the one that really helped me when it comes to content i love to be descriptive mm. yeah that's really really interesting oh my god i wish i could something to listen to ah. this <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> you know how much impact is making wow he really is an amazing person i i think when i got exposed to christianity it was like the first um artist one of the first artists i got to listen to and honestly songs are amazing yeah. god they're so soul feeling like very touching heartwarming yeah um that's cool all right so from what you said and from what i think i know or i've observed about you you seem to be a very emotional person who also um tends to be um you could expose your vulnerability to your audience your people people who listen to you and look up to so how do you draw boundaries how do you draw boundaries with the people around you so it doesn't look like you are depending so much on them for emotional support and it also doesn't leave you um it doesn't make you um, susceptible to all kinds of things right because not everybody's you know how distrusting yes. exposing yourself to people and all that so how do you draw boundaries um so let me be honest i don't think i've done well with um drawing boundaries and um, I think it's a mindset that I have to I'm really really working on because um, I feel I feel like I I owe people right mm. so um, I'm desperate to make things work for people so I would let them know everything so that they would know how much I'm willing to support them right so in my i had to work deliberately that in some of my lyrics i didn't expose some of the things i went through as a child because it would be very clear that ah okay this guy had so 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 kind of like a childhood and then the next when they see my parents they remember ah these people didn't do mm. well and um and things like that or so um or maybe if i'm going through heartbreak ah no i don't write songs when i'm heartbroken because you would know the person that yeah. broke my heart <laughs> so <laughs> like literally you'll be so descriptive too descriptive you would know yeah. so but then mm-hmm. i know in my conversations with people i've i've not really left anything to caution which i feel is, is pretty wrong mm-hmm. and i have i've been working on it you know um people need to earn um earn some level of trust from you you understand yeah. even jesus said that don't cast your pearl among swine 
um, it doesn't mean that I won't mm-hmm. trust people but then some details of my life I have to hold them dear to me you get because some people mm-hmm. um, have not learned to value the scars of others mm-hmm. yes and so mm-hmm. everybody's just looking for a story to tell and just so it's like ah yes. um, if I tell them all about me when they have a conversation oh I know Bingana huh? it's not this guy that went through this thing I know him I know all of this kind of stuff. Okay, and um, they may not mean bad, but then the effects will definitely be terrible. Yeah, yeah so um, I, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But then for now, mm-hmm. all I do is um, if I want to relate a story, I probably want to, to kind of like show that I understand. I don't have to tell people it's me. I could just share a story True. generally. It, it, it doesn't have to be me for it to be believable, right? Or relatable. Yeah. It should just be true. And I know at that point in time, I'm speaking the truth. So I'm learning to tell people that, okay, wow, you know, I know somebody that has gone through this. Or I know this person is somehow like this. Or this is how the person goes through. I mean, this is how the person um, survived the whole ordeal. Or if I'm relating how I feel people should relate, I won't come up and say, hey, um, I'm this kind of person that doesn't like, no, I'll be like, you see, people are different. Some people like this, some people don't like that. But then at the background, I'm actually letting you know what me I don't like or something like that. Maybe about yeah. <laughs> Well, but has that worked for you? Like, um, has it been working so far? Yeah, it's working. I think it's just that it's new territory. And so, like I said, I just feel like I need to tell people. Um, like okay um i had this issue with school before and school didn't really go out well go well with me and um i had to really pick up myself and then by god's grace i've come out of it all i I, there were times i had to i felt like i had to show people my result so that they'll know that their own is not bad (laughs) Do you understand? So I could tell people, somebody would be like, ah, like university grading system. Then I had a two point something CGPA. And I just laugh, ah, do you know what I got? Do you know I've gotten so, 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 so stuff before? And I just needed, I wanted to do it so that the person would know that their situation was not so, like, it's not the end of the world. Yes. I, so I still find myself trying to do that because sometimes when you attach yourself to it, the person is like, okay, wow, this is so believable. Because a lot of motivational speakers just cook up stories about things that never happened mm-hmm. and yeah. to go. Yes, but um, I think it has helped me because I'm not emotionally invested again, um, where I don't feel mm-hmm. betrayed if mm-hmm. someone goes and says the story. Nobody knows the stories about me understand so i don't feel betrayed i don't feel like somebody could just expose one of my weaknesses or something like that right so it's working but it's hard so on the vulnerability thing right here's my two cents i think that we don't really help people when we get to open up ourselves to them right it's more of a journey making them realize making them see 
themselves and be willing to help themselves through their own story like getting them to that point most times when we tell people i know there's this strong urge to want to help and things like that when we tell people things about ourselves they might it shifts the focus from them to us in a way and then it doesn't it just makes us sympathize more and say a yeah to the stories and all and everything but getting them to really get take responsibility over their lives most times it doesn't work through opening up all of our secrets right i think it's just making them making them know that they are responsible for their lives and helping them see how best they can help themselves through their own stories right and then if you have that objective like if that's what you have in mind the end goal is just to make them better make them see themselves make better lights make them get up from where they've been hurt or where they failed and all that if we have that we would pursue what works right not what we want to say to them it's more pursuing what works so what you notice that how many people let's make an objective you know how many people have we told stuff about ourselves that really really helped them and was really beneficial to them very few just the numbers they are always very few so I think that will help you in knowing how to communicate more with people so so moving on um, there is this stereotype with people oh wait if I didn't get there I wanted to ask do you get all those i hear a lot of celebrities get all those dms ladies saying my ovaries my this my dad <laughs> and all that so i don't know i've never had those kinds of situations before <laughs> your ovaries um <laughs> not 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 ovaries um, no no it doesn't have to be ovaries. <laughs> uh, i'm just saying, not ovary. um I won't say it, it, it's been it's been a while though that something oh. like that has happened. Um, oh, gee, are you now like you're no more fresh blood? Well, maybe yeah. that, but I don't know. I think <laughs> probably I think it's the way I present myself that that doesn't. I don't know, or maybe I've not met the wild types. You get they've not slid Thank into God my right. <laughs> But I know that I've had issues where um, people come up and um, okay, I've had I've had issues even recently where they come up and they just say proper and clean like that, and um, I just you know respectfully tell them, oh thank you, but that's not I'm not interested in all of these kind of things, and I don't think it's best at this time. So um, and usually after that it ends. Oh, you understand? Yeah. I've not had somebody persisting. Um, I'm I just, you know, just say pop and play. If I'm interested, then we'll continue. Do you understand? But then, if I'm not interested, <laughs> then why, why should I keep I you? Asking, like, this is why I see that you just tell them I'm interested. Like, don't can't we find love online? Like, there's a very big probability that from all those craziness and all those things, ladies putting themselves out there, right? It's possible you just like one of them. So, would no, you I now think- say? It's okay. possible. Do you understand? As I said, it's like um, uh, if I if I 
I know it won't definitely happen on the first account of our meeting and stuff. But um, if eventually I like the person, I talk. We continue to talk. I just don't want the foundation of our talk to be on the fact that your ovaries were shaky. Do you understand? <laughs> Let it not be the foundation of the talk at all. Do you understand? Even if I like a lady now, I don't think it's wise. I've seen people do it and I've seen ladies fall for it. And I, I feel that both the guy and the girl are not very sensible. You just see somebody walking down the road and you be like, baby, you're beautiful. I love you. And she's like, I love you too. And it's like, as in how? How does it even happen? And then you now did that instant of exchange numbers and it doesn't just make sense to me do you understand so i could i could trip for somebody i'll mm. trip but then be wise in your <laughs> do you understand? Yeah, Go graduate. <laughs> yes yes and because yeah. people are, are people are just getting finer by the day because it's wow. a real tough world <laughs> it's a, it's a really tough world right so um all I'm just saying is that if it's the I know some people are very direct if you come direct to me like that I quickly try to adjust everything um, like I said I value friendship so um, you may even find me that at the end of the day I'm a terrible human being and I'm a better mm. friend so let me be, just remain as a friend and all um, I try my best not to lead anybody on yes that's mm. it. okay okay well that's cool we need more men like you Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um have you ever tried have, has anybody like guys now they come to me to tell you to scoop a girl on their behalf? Because of course you have the lines, you write the songs, you do all those things like that. Um no, no. Me, oh, it's not that no. Me no, personally, not, myself. Not that scope, no, like. that's what I'm even saying. Do you get like even me personally, I'm a shy person, so I, I'm not sure I can do for somebody what I can't do for myself. <laughs> no, you, did, you don't get what I'm trying to say. I'm not okay. to go and directly talk to them, like to write songs, like to give them lines and things oh, like okay. that. Okay. Yes, you know, what I mean. Okay, funnily enough, no. Apart from one song, they were already in a relationship, but it's like he really wanted to express his heart to the babe. I think he was having difficulty expressing it. Right, and it's the song that you like now. Um, oh, okay. So oh. that, that, that's it. I don't think nobody has ever met me. Or I think uh, one of the challenges. Of income. Let's about using this to create awareness. No, but, but, you know, but I think I've advertised myself like that. Please help with your proposal. The only challenge I've had is that whenever I try to do something romantic for somebody, it backfires. Mm. They get to like you instead. Yes. So usually what I do is I try to not... It can be anonymous. Yes, so I do it just like that. I've had, I think, two instances where I was being very wordy (laughs) in in song and then the ladies now is me. Do you understand? And mm. <laughs> but how was... do you get with, but this is really funny. Like, how do you get to write about girls like that? And you don't get to be attracted or emotionally invested in them. Like, how does that work? <laughs> because... Um it's it's I won't say it's it's hard. But another thing, right, is before I write for somebody, I ask them for their description. 
So it's not my description. I don't have any attachment to the song. I'm just trying to look for lyrical ways of mm. passing across the message. So if it was, if, if like now you ask me to write a song about you, do you mm. understand, right? Because I know you, there's a level of my emotion that is going to So every time I'm singing that song or writing the song, I have you as mm. the image in my mind. I don't know the lady and the lady will probably never know me. So every description that I ask for is for somebody totally anonymous. So I'm not, I don't have any attachment to the person. You get okay. Maybe okay. the person is talking about maybe having short hair. Me, yeah, I like long hair. Do you understand? Mm. So it really saves my, my soul. Mm. Okay, okay. That's, that's cool. All right. Yeah. So are you taking mentees? Because people like me might want to apply within. Uh, apply <laughs> <laughs> without. <laughs> Whatever we are taking them to. How best do you reach me if you want to get in contact with you? And are you taking mentees? Okay, so um, I do have um, like a group of people that I work with. Um, usually just help them edit their songs and then give them ideas on how to approach songs. Um, maybe just like three of them. Um, I had a group, um, Writer's Touch. Um, so these are just the serious ones. <laughs> that I'm basically mm-hmm. working with that I get mm-hmm. to really work with and edit them. I have a desire to really um, teach people these uh, principles and and methods because I feel like a lot of our songs are really lyrically empty and yeah. um, normal cliche, cliche kind of words. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so but basically through Writer's Touch. And um, yeah, so that's like the basic, basic uh, means. Uh, I do have like handles and all once you just um, reach out on those handles then um, we talk about terms and conditions okay so they should reach how do they reach you writer's touch they should just search writer's touch and they can get in contact with you Um, okay let's not use writer's touch writer's touch is the um, the group itself um Okay. still working on our social media and also they could reach me directly right the, with their songwriting request on instagram at, um, okay. at official underscore binga right so okay. once they just slide into my dm with the request for songwriting then we'll be able okay. to talk about the details they're still working on the structure of writers touch though okay what about mentees people who want to serve want to learn how does that work well, I've not really had anybody okay. that has requested that. So, um, I know that the the kind of like environment I want to create is to create an environment that we have a consistent working relationship, right? Mm-hmm. So, I don't I don't just want all these. Um, one of the issues I'm having is people just want to come, pick something, and then go on their mm-hmm. own, right? So. Yeah. Um, I'm really looking for people that are willing to stay. So most yeah. of the times, the people that just come over, I give them like a surface knowledge, but then the other people that um, stay with me, we tend to literally collaborate and write songs together. I could come up with a song tune and I 
giving to them and then they build the other parts of the lyrics and then we work together correcting it and consistently building if they're working on their albums we could edit the songs together um, just go through it and see what we could change um, like that so like I said it's there are like only three people right now mm. that are having that um, connect okay okay all right yeah. so fortunately if somebody else reaches you and probably would perceive that they're serious enough then we can probably include them yes. or something right okay yeah sure but we get this was this has been one of my favorite conversations on this podcast i really had so much fun i laughed so so much <laughs> was really interesting talking with you i look forward to having you again and again Yay. and again and again <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, thank you so so much. Um I really had fun. Thank you. Thank you for joining in today's conversation. Never forget we are committed to your success. Cheers.